about anybody else but it was certainly a wonderful blessing to be able to hear our hymn choir and see them as far as on screen is concerned we thank God for it amen this is watch night service it is watch night service and wherever you are right now do me a favor just give God praise that the Lord has allowed for you to see the end of 2020 amen amen I see our virtual congregation is coming on we thank god for you many of you all are joining us as far as facebook live and youtube as well as our website is concerned as well as the telephone I want you to do me this favor wherever you are right now if you're watching us live on the last evening of 2020 uh we want to welcome you to saint paul online our digital ministers and our social media influencers uh, are ready to engage you as far as this watch night service is concerned so real quick i want you to do us this favor if you're watching us on Facebook, share this link with your uh, personal timeline without starting a separate watch party. We want to make sure that all stay in the same chat stream and you can tag those who you want to invite in this post. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our channel and text this link of the worship service to your personal network. And if you're in our chat room on our church website, click the invite button on the chat window to share this experience with others. I don't know when the last time I've been in church on a New Year's Eve at 1030, but it's wonderful to be in the Lord's house, particularly in this year of 2020, to be able to preach our way in and pray our way in and worship our way in to 2021. So thank you all for joining us as far as St. Paul Online is concerned. Do me a favor, call somebody, text somebody, let them know we are live right now. We're going to have a wonderful night of worship and praise and proclamation and prayer. And so we're looking forward to the Lord doing something extraordinary as far as this time is concerned. Uh, Reverend Marco McNeil is going to come. He's going to lead us as far as our worship experience is concerned on this evening. And as he comes, do me this favor. Wherever you are right now, put those blessed hands together. Give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserves. Come on, come on, come on. Keep your hands, keep putting your hands together. The Lord has blessed you and allowed you to see December 31st of 2020. We know how crazy this year has been, but God has allowed you to worship just one more time. I want to remind you what Paul said to the church at Philippi. He told them to be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Come on, y'all. We need to get ready to worship our Lord and our God in spirit and in truth. As the choir gets ready to sing our opening hymn of the morning, open your hearts and minds for a move of God on tonight.
Our scripture lesson for tonight will come from the book of Isaiah, the 54th chapter, verses 4 through 8. I will be reading tonight from the New King James Version, and it gleans these words. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed. Neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. For the Lord has called you like a woman forsaken, grieved in spirit, like a youthful wife, when you, were, when you were refused, says your God, for a mere moment I have forsaken you, but with great mercies I will gather you. With a little wrath I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I will have your mercy on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Eternal and everlasting God, your children have come here to gather and worship your name in spirit and in truth. For all that we have seen in this year of 2020, God, we thank you for keeping us. We thank you for allowing us to worship you just one more time. So Father God, while we are here in this place, while we are gathered in our homes with our family and our friends, we ask that you manifest yourself among us. So we know that going into 2021, we know, God, that you are still with us. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Amen. I'm looking at Scott right now. Look like he want to go on a little while longer. Amen. But we are certainly delighted and elated for all of you who have joined us as far as this worship experience is concerned. I don't know about anybody else, but I'll be glad to make a transition from 2020 to 2021. Am I talking to anybody out there that's watching us as far as our platforms are concerned? God is great. And I know that we have been through a lot this year. We have been through a lot this year. Uh, who would have thought that back in March, when we had to shut down, that we would have been down as far as coming together and being able to worship, being able to see our family, being able to check on one another? Who would have thought that we would still be in this place at this time? I know I did not. And yet, uh, after all is said and done, we have to give God praise that the Lord has allowed for us to see the end of 2020. We do know that as we get ready to transition into 2021, we're going to be dealing with some of the same things we're dealing with in 2020. Um, the pandemic is not going to automatically disappear because it's 1201 January the 1st. We got a lot of things that we have to press our way through. We got a lot of things that we still have to do. We still got to wear, beloved, we still got to wear our mask. We still got to wear our mask. We still got to sanitize, wash our hands. We still have to practice physical distancing. Um, and we got to eventually uh, become vaccinated. So there's a lot of work that we need to do. But I want to, to thank God that the Lord has brought us to this place. As I mentioned earlier in opening up the worship experience, it's been a long, long time since I've been in the church at 1030 on a New Year's Eve service. Normally, and since I've been here at St. Paul, we would uh, have service at either about 6 or 7 o'clock at night and do what we would call a New Year's Eve service. But tonight is truly watch night. We're going to pray our way into 2021. God knows that we had a foreshadowing of what 2020 was going to be. Maybe some of us would have prayed our way into 2020 as well. But we know that the Lord is a keeper. And we know that the Lord is the shade at our right hand. Listen, um, as we move forward, as far as this uh, worship experience is concerned, tonight we want to invite those who are watching us to join us on the virtual congregation during the prayer moment. That's going to take place after the sermon. Feel free to join in the prayer. Submit prayer requests in the chat window. Stay connected after the service. Fellowship with one another. And you should have received an email from our church this afternoon on how to connect uh, with the meeting ID and the password. And that information will be shared in the chat box. We also want to uh, encourage you. Of course, we're looking forward to worshiping on uh, Sunday morning as far as the first Sunday of New Year. And we invite those who are joining us on Sunday as far as our virtual worship experience is concerned. You can join us on Facebook, on our church website, Vimeo, or through our toll-free uh, number or through YouTube. There are a variety of ways that you can join us as far as Sunday morning worship. Our offices, of course, have been closed uh, for the holidays until this coming Monday at 9 o'clock. We have been monitoring our phone messages remotely, checking emails for prayer requests, hospitalization notices, funeral arrangements, surgery notices, as well as bereavement notices. And um, I did my third funeral today, this week. 
And so we've had a lot of depths as far as our church family is concerned. And in a moment, uh, I'm going to have uh, Reverend McNeil. He's going to take us to the throne of grace as far as a time of prayer is concerned before we pray our way into 2021. Just also want to remind you that those that are watching that, of course, Bible study will return on next Thursday. And we will continue the series of teachings on Philippians. We will start with Philippians chapter 4. And we will wrap up that teaching as far as our Bible study is concerned. Also want to remind you that Sunday morning live will be taking place in our Sunday morning live services as far as Sunday school teachings are concerned are growing at a wonderful pace. We invite you to join us. And we have classes for every age group. Our adult classes take place before the worship services and uh, the children and youth will be having their classes starting in January at 2 p.m. instead of 4 o'clock, and that will start on January the 10th. Whenever we come to the church, if you're coming by the church, um, uh, not just to drop off tithes or offerings, but if you're coming to take care of business, we are doing temp checks and logging people in. We want to make sure that we do all that we can to maintain our CDC guidelines and, of course, uh, do all that we can to ensure the public, as well as those that are working here, uh, that we're doing all we can to mitigate uh, exposure as far as the COVID-19 uh, virus is concerned. So whenever we have a service here, whenever we have choir rehearsals, whenever we have uh, anything going on here at the church, anyone that is coming in, you will be uh, checked as far as temperature is concerned. And of course, we want to make sure, and I chuckle as far as our music ministry is concerned, we want to make sure that, of course, the thermometer is working properly, amen, as far as that is concerned. Um, I am looking forward to the Lord uh, doing something extraordinary. I can't wait till we can come back together as far as worship is concerned here in the sanctuary. But until then, uh, I want to commend you, St. Paul, and I want to commend those that are friends of St. Paul. Thank you for your patience. St. Paul, thank you for your prayers, for your support, for all that you have done during this unprecedented year, these unprecedented times. Uh, I can't help but to commend you all more than enough uh, because you all have been so faithful. You all have been so gracious. You all have been so wonderful. Um, I tell folks whenever people ask me how are things going, this is my response. I'm trying to keep the car in the middle of the road, the train on the tracks, the boat afloat, and the plane in the air. And we are building the plane as we fly it. And so uh, we've had to do a lot of things this year that has accelerated what we wanted to do. And yet you all have been able to flow with us, and we thank God for that. And, of course, we know we're going to have to do some other things as 2021 comes through. And so we ask that you all will continue to bear with us as far as that is concerned, knowing, trusting, and believing that God can do anything but fail. Amen? God can do anything but fail. And if God kept us through 2020, he can keep us in 2021 as well. So as we prepare to go to the Lord in prayer, uh, I want to let you all know we've had several deaths that have taken place in our church. And of course, we want to make you mindful uh, to lift up our family and friends and loved ones who are going through. This country has lost 350,000 plus people to this pandemic. 
want to lift them in prayer. Um, this nation now has over 20 million people who have been infected by COVID-19. We've had a lot of loss as far as our church family is concerned this year as well. There are people that will be going into the hospital. There are people who are in the hospital right now. Uh, and they're going through. And yet the Lord is a keeper. The Lord is our shade at our right hand. So I need you to do me this favor as we prepare to go to the Lord in prayer. We want to make you mindful uh, of the fact that none of us have gotten here on our own. Somebody was praying for us. As old folks just say, had us on their mind, took the time and prayed for us. Prayer works not because of our feeble words, but prayer works because of the God to whom we pray. And I'm crazy enough to believe that God not only hears our prayers, but God answers our prayers. And so as we prepare to go to the throne of God at this time, I'm going to ask that Reverend Marco McNeil will come and that he will lift up uh, whatever prayer concerns that you may have at this particular time, trusting, knowing, and believing that God can do anything but fail. Let us pray. God of grace, God of love, God of wisdom, and most of all, God of all. We come to you, some of us, with heavy hearts. We come to you with some of us with broken hearts. God, only you know what we all have been through this year. But yet we are still gathered here digitally. We are still gathered here in minimal numbers in this space to give your name all of the praise. God, you saw us through all of the ups and downs. You saw us through all of the dangerous toils and snares. So for that, God, we want to say thank you. We know that this year for us could have gone any different way, but you held us tight and you held us close in the power of your mighty hand. So God, as we are here lifting up songs of praise, extending your word out into a dying world. We ask that you continue to be among us. Do not turn away from us. For we know that everything that we are and everything that we have has been given to by you. So God, we thank you for every good and perfect gift that has come from you. So God, as we get ready to close this prayer, we just want to say thank you for what you have done. But not only what you have done for what you're getting ready to do. So God, we seal this prayer in your son Jesus' name we pray. We thank you and we love you. And we all collectively together say amen. 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 Come on, do me a favor. Put those hands together. Give God the praise that God so richly and rightfully deserves. If you know. If you really believe that God is going to answer your prayer, you can go ahead and give God the praise right now. But guess what? You and I, you and I have the wonderful opportunity right now to give our last offering for 2020. Whatever offering is giving on this evening will count towards your 2020 contribution. 
And so if the Lord is laying upon your heart to give liberally, to give graciously, to give out of a great abundance, we take, of course, uh, great pride as far as the Lord touching your heart and your life. Now, before we receive the Lord's offering, I just want to say that if you are out there and you're listening to me, you have lost your job, you have been furloughed, you have been laid off, you're just getting an unemployment check, barely getting that. Um, if, if it's a struggle for you, I am not, as your pastor, I am not expecting for you to give. But for those of us whom the Lord has allowed to still receive income, to still have a job, this is where the strong can bear the infirmities of the weak. What's meant by that? Really easy. Uh, this is where those of us who have can share with those who do not have. Now, I want to let you all know something that God is just doing, and I believe that it is a spiritual, supernatural move of God. That because of our generosity internally, because we have been a blessing to people who needed food, who needed Thanksgiving dinners, who needed toys for Christmas, um, as we have been a blessing as far as this community is concerned through our housing development, our external missions, that God has allowed for people who have heard about the work we're doing here at St. Paul. And they have been blessing us with connections as well as with generous grants. God is to be praised for that. We've had people who have given substantial gifts to this church because they have seen the work we have done, particularly through our food pantry, as well as through the missions that we're doing as far as Toys for Tots and being a blessing to the larger community. Your giving, your giving, especially when it comes from a poor place, does not go unanswered. And I am crazy enough to believe what the Word of God says. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall be added unto you. I practice, been doing it for over 40 years. I practice the discipline of giving tithes and offerings. I believe in sowing and in reaping. And so guess what? As we prepare to give this last offering on this night, as far as 2020 is concerned, I want you to give what you consider to be a real good offering on this evening. And again, remember that whatever offering you give tonight will be counted towards your 2020 giving as far as this year is concerned. So there are three ways you can give here at St. Paul. The first way you, you can give is by either mailing your check or money order to the church uh, at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, 28205. Or you can give on our website. Or you can give through the app called Givelify. And if you don't have that app on your smart device, download that app to your smart device, connect it to your favorite credit card, and you can give as far as that's concerned. And so as we prepare to give, I want you to do me this favor. Take your offering, wherever you may be, and lift it with your right hand. We want to give God what's right, not what's left. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come on the last night of 2020, and we come and we give the last offering 
for this calendar year. And we thank you, God, how you have blessed us, how you have sustained us, how you have kept us. We take these offerings right now, God, and we give it not grudgingly or out of necessity, but cheerfully. Why? Because you love the cheerful giver. And so, God, we come and we give liberally. We come and we give out of generosity. We come and we give because you have first given to us. Lord, if you would, in your own powerful, sovereign way, take these gifts of ours, multiply them in a Godful way so that we can continue to do your work, continue to be your witnesses, continue to share your word, and continue to worship you the way you deserve to be worshipped. It's in the name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray. And in his name, we claim it done. Let every heart that you believe say, amen. Amen. Go ahead and give right now. I want you to do me a favor. And wherever you are right now, if you would, just put your hands together for our young adult ensemble. They have been blessing us tonight with their gift of song. And they're coming to sing. And then I ask that you all would lift me up as far as the preach word is concerned on this evening.
Amen. How many of y'all are looking for a blessing right now? How many of y'all are looking for a blessing right now? Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And we do have reason, regardless of where you are right now, we have reason to celebrate. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Scott, and thank you to our ensemble for how they have blessed us on this evening um, as far as this watch night service is concerned. I want to um, call your attention to a very familiar passage of scripture <clears throat> that is found in the psalm, Psalm 30, and I want to lift up verses 4 and verse 5. Psalm 30, verse 4 and verse 5. And it's a very familiar passage of scripture, um, but I hope and pray that the Lord will give us some sense of um, substance as far as tonight's sharing is concerned. Psalms 30, verse 4 and verse 5. It reads like this, sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Uh, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I want to preach for uh, the time that is mine on this watch night service. What a difference a day makes. What a difference a day makes. Many of us um, have this notion that when the clock strikes 12 tonight, as we get ready to go into 2021, that it's going to be a brand new day and things are going to change like that. But I would dare say that if we're honest, on December the 31st, we have to admit that 2020 has been a great year of challenge change, confusion, and controversy. This nation has been in a night season. It's been very dark in the United States of America. As a matter of fact, we have to admit that dark shadows have been cast over the world as well. It's been dark politically for this country since January the 20th, 2017, when incredulity, imbecility, ignorance, and idiocy in the person and personality of Donald J. Trump became president of the United States of America. Never, and this includes the craziness of Millard Fillmore, who was considered to be the worst president up until now, has the office of the presidency been trashed to the point where our chief executive officer was the laughing stock of the world. His co-conspirators in the collective of the Republican Party and the predominant 
white evangelical church have aided and abetted the ineptitude, imbecility, insanity, and ignorance that has emanated from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. The policies he enacted, the legislation he signed, the tweets he posted, and the lies he propagated have created a climate of heightened racial tension, boldness in white supremacy, and conspiracy theories so absurd until one is saddened at how many people actually believes them. His actions, his actions have created the heightened COVID pandemic here in the United States, where on December the 31st, 2020, we have over 20 million people in the United States that have been infected and over 350,000 deaths. Even when you want to give this man credit for something, like cutting the red tape to get the vaccine into production, it's hard to do because he can't even get the vaccine out with a level of competency and efficiency. 2020 has been a doozy of a year. We've seen uprisings because of the death of black and brown women and men at the hand of policing that has gone wrong. Also at the guns of racists acting like vigilantes. We look for justice. We have been taking our calls for justice to the streets with that constant refrain, Black Lives Matter, hands up, don't shoot. And now a new one has been added, defund the police. I would dare say that oftentimes things get lost in translation because I believe that those who call for the defunding of the police aren't calling for the police to lose all their money and not have anything, but rather they're calling for a reallocation of resources that will give police officers the assistance like mental care health and social workers to help them in places where they're not competent. That take those resources, some of those funds that have been given to the police officers and make sure that whenever they go out into the field where there's a mental health challenge, that they got someone alongside of them that can help them to navigate that nefarious situation. We're always trying to make things a little bit better, but somehow folks will take our message, twist it to fit their inane and political chicanery. This year, we, seen the, we have seen the most significant social protests around the world since the 1960s. And unfortunately, here in Charlotte, we have set a new record for homicides as we have eclipsed 123 lives taken that was set back in 1993. 2020 has been a heck of a year. And yet, as we get ready to go into this new year, 2021 does 
seem to have some promise as we embark upon this new year. A new president has been elected, hallelujah, with the first woman, the first black, the first Asian American vice president riding shotgun. Promising vaccines are being taken right now by healthcare frontline workers and those who meet the mandate. There is hope this country and even this world will get back to some sense of political sanity. There's a sense of hope that with the changing of the day on the calendar that we can breathe a little bit easier. Yet, what I have mentioned is just the national and international dramas that you and I have had to deal with. Let's go to the individual and family levels because I know that there are some who are under the sound of my voice who are catching hell right now. Let's be honest. Life will bring to our spaces moments where we will wonder if we can make it or not. We experience some devastating or life-changing events that makes it seem like our back is against the wall. We're on the ropes taking a beating and we wish the bell would ring quickly. There's a tendency for us to fall into depression. Sickness has become a time for sorrow. Physical debilitation can sink our spirits. Anger over ruptured relationships can lead to depression. Dependency upon others can contribute to our despair. Debt can cause the mind to become perplexed. The death of a loved one can create an emptiness in our souls. Marital issues can create uncertainty and stress to the point where you can't function with a level of efficiency. Let's be honest, most of us have wrestled with these moments in our lives where it got dark, where it got real dark, where we could not tell the night from the day. And let's be honest, nobody in his or her right mind wants to deal with these moments of despair and distress, bruising and brokenness, wrestling and wrangling, trials and tribulations, desperation and depression, feeling unloved and feeling unforgiven. If anything, we really would prefer the smooth sailing of life on calm waters. We want a bed of roses. But if we have to be honest, we must admit that life does not often go as we plan. However, the challenge of living on this side of the Jordan is that life will not go how you've laid it out on your personal calendar. If we're honest, we have to admit we've experienced some situations that I mentioned earlier, and some of us are still going through them even in this watch night service. Some of us have been able to find those solace and uplift in the word of God. Nevertheless, we struggle with the tension of knowing that God can make a way and having that way to be made. If we can lay our stuff out on the table tonight, we have to admit we are tired of dealing with the same mess day in and day out. We are sick of struggling with negativity, pessimism, ridicule, and stress. Like Fannie Lou Hamer, you're sick and tired 
of being sick and tired. You really wish relief would come to your situation. You want God to do something for the hell you're catching right now. As a matter of fact, let's be honest, you need a bailout. God knows you need more than the $600 little check you're going to get to make ends meet and to bring some merriment to your life. As a matter of fact, you need more than the $2,000 that some are proposing for you to get. But something ain't adding up on this last night of 2020 because you are a child of God. You've been born again. You love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul. You work in ministry. You serve the Lord's church. You do what you're supposed to do for the sake of the kingdom. And yet, you're the one who is wrestling with this dark place that has held you hostage in the prison of mediocrity, in the chains of complacency. Something ain't adding up. The problem with Christians in today's culture is the inability for us to deal with the paradoxes of life. The issue with quite a few of us church folks is our inability to handle sufferings that come our way. The paradox is this, that you can do the right thing at the right time for the right reason and still have hell break out in your life. The problem is that even though you're saved and even though you love the Lord and even though you attend virtual church, you've made some choices that have wreaked havoc upon your life right now. And you're really wondering, how long do I have to pay for this mistake? Just because you're saved does not mean you are exempt from suffering. Just because you've been born again doesn't mean you won't have to do some time as far as trouble is concerned. Just because you know Jesus Christ on a first name basis does not mean that craziness won't come your way. Just because you have the Holy Spirit in your life does not mean you are not prone to making mistakes. You have to admit that on December the 31st, you find yourself in a night situation. It is dark. You're in a strange predicament. You don't know how you're going to make it. And yet here you are with this relationship with God, but you're in a mess because of something crazy you have done, and you're wondering how you're going to get out of it. Let me press my claim because I have discovered that knowing God and loving God and serving God does not mean that you and I will not mess up every now and then. I believe I got a few people who are watching me live stream that can testify and say, I know that's right. However, knowing God and loving God places me in a condition to recover from my mistakes a lot quicker than those that don't know who God is. This is because God allows for those moments that can wipe us out to become teaching experiences that will move us to a higher level in our relationship with God. 
But the problem with so many of us is that we become stuck in our night season until our tears become our meat. In other words, all we do is complain, critique, and criticize. All we do is cry, sigh, and moan. All we do is hang out in the nighttime of our existence until we can't even see the forest for the trees. However, if you can do like Aretha Franklin reminds us when she used to sing this song in her father's choir at the New Bethel Church in Detroit, Michigan, if you can just hold out till tomorrow, if you can just keep the faith through the night, if you just hold out till tomorrow, everything will be all right. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I believe that somebody might need to take a five-second praise break and understand that God is still able to make everything all right with whatever you're going through. These words to this song is really an expression of faith. These words to this song is really a proposition of hope. Uh, these words to this song are really a statement of encouragement. Someone that is listening to me right now is in a night season where nothing is making sense. You've prayed. You've cried. You've fasted. You have read your Bible. You've been attending virtual church every Sunday since March. You've been talking to the Lord, and it seems like nothing has changed. It's still the night season for you. And therefore, when you apply your faith in your nighttime situation, God is going to give you the strength to make it until the morning. That's why we love to quote this portion of Psalm 30, weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Yet, there is this problem with quoting this verse because unfortunately too many of us from the pulpit to the virtual screens take it out of context we love to quote that last part weeping may endure for a night but joy will come in the morning but we take it out of context because we quote the last part but we skip the first part we skip the first part about the anger of God. We skipped the first part about the wrath of God. We skipped the first part about the favor of God. But I want to drop this on you and I'm going to give this to you for free. When you come to understand that the anger of God is coupled with the favor of God, it allows for you to move from weeping to having joy. And it will let you shout when the morning comes. In other words, you'll be able to say, my God, what a difference a day makes. It was Diane Washington who did a duet with Tony Bennett that has these words in the refrain. What a difference a day makes. 24 little hours brought the sun and the flowers where there used to be rain. My yesterday was blue, dear. Today I'm part of you, dear. My lonely nights are through, dear. Since you said you were mine, what a difference a day makes. There's a rainbow before me. Skies above can't be stormy. 
since that moment of bliss, that thrilling kiss. It's heaven when you find romance on your menu. What a difference a day made, and the difference is you. My God, brothers, I just gave you a line to give to your sister tonight as far as your wife or your special significant other is concerned, but I'm here to drop this bombshell on you. I'm giving this for you for free. What you need, though, is not a new man or a new woman. What you need is not new clothes or a new car. What you need is not some more money. What you need is for the night to be over in your life so you can have the joy of the morning, so you can get the peace that surpasses all understanding, so you can have forgiveness for your mess, so you can have grace for desperate conditions, so you can have love despite your trifling and tripping ways. If you can just get to the morning, if you can just see the daylight, if you can just see 1201 tonight, then you got a sneaky suspicion that everything is going to be all right. The difference a day makes is not found in our fleeting human relationships. The difference a day makes is not found in getting more money. The difference a day makes is not found in acquiring new things. No, the difference a day makes will make you understand that you got to be dependent upon God to make your day. In other words, if your job makes your day, you are in trouble. If your spouse makes your day, you're in for a long night. If your money makes your day, you're going to have a lot of tears. If your friends make your day, you will discover you have more downs than up. However, if you can make the claim what a difference a day makes with a sense of joy, it is because you know that God is the one that will bring you into your new day. You know that God is the one that will let you see the bright sunshine of the morning dew. This is what David, that mighty shepherd king of Israel, had to deal with as he reminisced about the situation that causes him to write this particular psalm. This song is not only an expression of David's praise and thanksgiving to God, but it is also given to the congregation in worship. Personal worship that does not impact our corporate worship leads to selfishness and pride. In other words, when you spend time with God by yourself in Bible reading and prayer, it ought to have impact when you come together with the saints, whether it's in a physical church or whether it is on screen. When you spend private time with God, it ought to have impact on your worship on Sunday morning. In other words, when you spend time with God on Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, it ought to have impact on your worship on Sunday morning. Because when you spend time with God, uh, Monday through Saturday, when you come to church on screen, nobody's got to pump you up. Nobody has to fire you up. You come with a praise on your lips. You come with a song in your heart. You come with a worship in your spirit. Nobody has to tell you how good the Lord has been. As a matter of fact, when you reflect over your life, 
as far as 2020 is concerned, and you've seen all the craziness we've had to deal with, you still know that the Lord is great, and he's greatly to be praised from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same. As, as a matter of fact, you ain't got to, you, you don't let nobody tell you. You tell them how good the Lord has been. But yet, David is in a wrestling match right now. And he's wrestling with the memory of a near fatal illness he has endured. That time has now passed. And David is on the upside of his condition. David is moved from lifting praise for the swift change of God's anger to God's favor. David is, is giving praise because there's been a shift from weeping to joy. There were times when David was overconfident, felt immovable until the Lord hid his face. Then David begged God for mercy and argued with God that death would have been more profitable. God heard David and did the remarkable. Remember, David was a man after God's own heart. Remember who David was and all that David had done. Remember, David was the eighth son of his daddy, Jesse. He was the baby of the family. David was the one that folks didn't think would amount to anything. David was considered to be the black sheep of the family. David was the one that had the odd job of keeping sheep on the back 40. But God was doing something with David while he was keeping the sheep. God was fortifying David. For days ahead, it was David that had defeated the giant Goliath, uh, Israel's greatest enemy. David had overcome living in exile. David outlasted Saul to become king of Israel. David was the one that God had chosen to be the king of Israel. David was the king that united all the 12 tribes of Israel. David was the most popular king in Israel's history. That's the good side. That's the positive side. But as much as we want to tout the good side or the positive side, we got to also remember that David had a bad side. David suffered from dysfunction that was apparent in his family and his behavior. Remember, David did not chastise Ammon for raping his half-sister and David's daughter, Tamar. He committed murder of Uriah and adultery with Bathsheba. He had to deal with the death of his child with Bathsheba. Absalom dethroned him for a period of time. So if there's anybody that know about night season, if there's anybody that know about dark moments, it's David. But David has this bold audacity to write a song of thanksgiving to Jehovah and remind himself that God's anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for life. See, y'all don't even know when to shout. Let me say that again. 
he reminds himself that God's anger is but for a moment and his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. What a difference a day make. What does a day make a difference? How does a day make a difference? And I want you to understand that when I talk about a day, I'm not talking about a 24-hour period. But I'm talking about that moment where the light of God comes into your life and you know within your spirit that regardless of the hell you're going through, that everything is going to be all right. Who am I talking to tonight that's going through a dark night season and you're wondering if you're going to make it? You're wondering if everything is going to be all right. I'm here on a pastoral assignment to let you know when you know who God is, let the light of his love shine in your heart and remind you that weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Everything is going to be all right. So, so what, 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 what difference can a day in the Lord make in our lives? I want to submit to you a few things, and then we're going to pray our way in. First of all, a day makes a difference when you can get a positive perspective on your negative situation. Let me say it again. Uh, 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 a day makes a difference when you can get a positive perspective on your negative situation. When you look at your experience as far as the night season of your life, it looks bad. It looks bleak. It looks dreary. You can't think. You can't eat. You can't sleep. Your mind is inundated with worry. Desperation has become your constant companion. You process your reality through your negative situation. You process your life through your night vision. This is how a lot of us wind up making a bad situation worse. Because you're in the darkness, you make bad choices because your judgment is cloudy and you don't have all the facts. This is why some people make bad financial decisions, bad marital decisions, or crazy relationship decisions. You jump into something and you don't have all the facts. That's why you hook up with somebody crazy because the darkness of your lonely situation told you you're tired of being alone. That's why you go and get a payday loan or a high interest credit card because the darkness of materialism said go ahead and get it and you don't even read the fine print. That's why you've got some crazy associates because the darkness of bad company told you that you got to have an entourage to make you feel important. Your problem was that you did not wait until the daybreak, and now you're dealing with the drama of your trauma. Let me get ready to bless somebody quick, fast, and in a hurry. Look at the text. Notice what the text says. I'm getting ready to bless somebody. His anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. All right, all right. I, I'm slow too. Let me, let me read it real slow. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. Uh, 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 all right, all right, all right. Uh, 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 I, I know I'm talking to some people who, who, who understand English. And when you see the word may, it might happen and it might not. 
But when you see the word come, that is uh, uh, a subjective that lets us know it's going to happen. So guess what? Weeping may endure for a night. You might cry through the night. You might not. But regardless of whether you cry or not, joy is coming in the morning. The reason that joy comes in the morning, watch this, is not because the trouble is gone. I'm getting ready to bless somebody. I'm making myself happy. The author has a different perspective on what he has to deal with and discovers it's not as bad as he thought it was during the night. God did not replace the sorrow with joy. God transformed the sorrow into joy. I'm trying trying to help somebody. God did not replace the sorrow with joy, but he changed the sorrow into joy. And I'm here to let somebody know that whatever you're going through tonight, that's what God does with us. God takes our pain and turns it into power. God takes our suffering and turns it into strength. God takes our calamities and turns it into courage. God takes our misery and turns it into mercy. God takes our mess and turns it into a ministry. God takes our problems and turns it into a praise. God takes our sorrow and turns it into a song. God takes our mistakes and turns it into music. God takes our blues and turns it into blessings. God takes sinners and he turns us into saints. But there's something else I want to drop on you and it's this. Watch this. The day makes a difference because God's favor for us is more prevalent than God's discipline of us. All right, all right, let, let, let me say that again. The reason I can shout is because David tells us how God's anger is but for a moment. It's right there in the text. But his favor is for life. this really ought to make all of us, those of us who are here with me tonight in the church and those of you all that are watching me on screen, it ought to make all of us shout right now. But we can't shout if we don't understand God's anger. Now, this is going to sound strange. It's going to sound confusing, but I promise it's going to bless you. You and I cannot have the favor of God if we're not willing to experience the anger of God. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Because God's anger is demonstrated to those who God desires to be in relationship with so God can show favor. As a matter of fact, God ain't going to get angry at folks he ain't got a relationship with. But the anger of God's love The anger of God is part of the love of God. Because if God did not get angry with us when we disobeyed God, it really means that God don't care for us. And if God does not care for us, then God ain't in relationship with us. And if God ain't in relationship with us, we're on our way to hell anyway because you don't want what God has for us. However, you can't expect God's favor without it being exposed to God's anger. Now, we don't want to hear about God's anger.
Because in our minds, God is nice and God is sweet and God is loving and God is kind. However, just like you, there are times when God becomes perturbed with us because of our maniacal ways. God's love is like a rubber ball that if it's thrown back against itself, wounded and rejected, it becomes angry, which ignorant people think it contradicts. But the problem is that because God loves us so, his anger leads to discipline so correction can occur that will make us become conformable to the will of God. Therefore, beloved, there are times when God will discipline us. There are times when God will chastise us. There are times when God will have to put us in check. However, I want you to understand that the discipline of God is not as long as it can be. As a matter of fact, it's much shorter than the favor that God shows to us so frequently. It's like the summer thunderstorm that is very short compared to the rest of the sunny days of the summer season. It ain't that long, but the thunder and lightning gets your attention. We remember the thunderstorm more so than we do the bright sunny days of the summer. Well, when you make a comparison of all the stuff that you have done where God should have disciplined us, where God could have put us in check, it ought to make you shout for glory and it ought to make you give God praise. All of us know that there are plenty of things where God should have taken us out a long time ago, but yet he did not. Let's be honest. All right, I'll be honest. Uh, I've said some things. I've done some things. I've thought some things uh, uh, that God was not pleased with, and yet he did not take me out. And we have to testify that we have said some things, we have done some things, we have thought some things, we've been with some folks, we've hung out in some places that if the rapture would have occurred, some of us would have been left behind. But God gives us new mercies morning by morning, and that, beloved, is enough to shout about and to give God praise. One more thing. One more thing I need to drop on you, and then I'm done. And here's the blessing of this text. Finally, the day makes a difference when you realize you survive something that should have killed you. The day makes a difference when you come to the realization that you survived a situation that should have taken you out. Uh, um, uh, uh, remember, I told you that David had been struggling with some type of ailment that the Lord brought him through. Whatever that disease David was struggling with, it was a result of the judgment of God. And guess what? It nearly killed David. However, David survived. And when David survived, he started reflecting upon the grace of God towards him. That he knew he did not deserve. That's mercy, y'all. When you emerge from your night season, when you come out of your night situation where you know you should have been wiped out, 
and you have a reasonable portion of your health, of your life, and of your strength, there ought to be a praise from your lips. That's why David said in verse 4, sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his. David knew he should have been dead, but God spared him. David knew he should not have been able to write this psalm, but the Lord gave him another chance. That's why David wrote when he said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I believe somebody's watching me on this screen. I believe that somebody, even in the sanctuary, if you are honest tonight, on this last night of 2020, let's be honest. Some of us know we should not have survived 2020. So, some of us know that we've gone through some stuff in 2020 that should have wiped us out. So, some of us can testify that we said some things and we've done some things that we know did not please the Lord, but God has spared us. And what a difference. What a difference. What a difference a day will make for us. I'm not talking about the 24 hours. I'm not talking about the mere fact that in a few minutes we're going to cross over in the 2020. But I'm talking about the fact that God's timing, Kairos, God's timing, Kairos, God's timing, God's season is about to come upon you. And you have reason to give God praise. Why? Because weeping may endure for a night. But hallelujah, somebody got to give God praise because joy is coming in the morning. This is what happened to that Negro from Nazareth. This is what happened to that brother from Palestine. This is what happened to the God man from Galilee by the name of Jesus. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, was going through a situation. And that situation killed him. That situation made others weep. But it's the same situation that God changed from weeping into our joy. Yeah, uh, uh, can I get happy on this last night of 2020? Because uh, when Peter denied Jesus, it was night. When Judas betrayed Jesus, it was night. Uh, when they whipped him all night long, it was night. When they marched him up the Via Dolorosa, even though the morning sun was shining, it was night. When they nailed him on an old rugged cross, it was night. When they stretched him high, it was night. When the sun refused to shine, it was night. When the moon dripped away in blood, it was night. When the stars fell from their silvery sockets, it was night. When the earth gave up the dead, it was night. When they pierced him in his side, 
it was night. When he hung his divine head and died, it was night. When the Roman soldier had to admit, surely this must be the son of the living God, it was night. When they placed him in a borrowed tomb, it was night. And when he stayed in that tomb, all night Friday night uh, yeah it was night uh, when they stayed in a tomb uh, all day Saturday uh, it was night uh, when he stayed in the tomb uh, all night Saturday night uh, it was night uh, but hallelujah is there anybody that know uh, early uh, Sunday morning uh, early uh, resurrection morning uh, weeping was turned into joy I don't know who I'm talking to but the circumstance that should have killed you the situation that should have buried you God is going to use it to take you to another level what a difference y'all a day makes and I got to give God praise because I know I should not be where I am right now I know uh, I've made some mistakes uh, along the way. Uh, I know uh, I haven't dotted every I uh, nor crossed every T. Uh, I know uh, I've made God uh, shake his head uh, in disgust and dismay. Uh, I know uh, I made God uh, embarrassed and disappointed, uh, but I'm so glad. Uh, I'm so glad. Uh, I'm so glad. Uh, what a difference uh, a day makes uh, because I hung in there. Uh, I stayed on the Lord's side. Uh, I stayed in the fight. Uh, I held on uh, to God's unchanging hand. Uh, and do I have anybody that will testify? Uh, weeping may endure for a night, uh, but joy, uh, I said joy, uh, joy uh, will come in the morning. Uh, and can I give this? to y'all for free um, this joy that I have uh, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away uh, y'all got to excuse me uh, my Mississippi done slipped out y'all got to excuse me uh, I done got happy uh, on my own preaching uh, but do I have anybody they ain't afraid to testify uh, should have been dead but the Lord kept you should have gone crazy but the Lord restored you. Should have lost everything. Uh, but the Lord blessed you. And when you look back over all that you've been through, uh, you have to testify. Uh, had it not been for the Lord uh, on your side, uh, ain't no telling uh, where you would be right now. Uh, Should have been dead. Uh, Should have gone crazy. Uh, Should have lost everything. Uh, but look back over your life. Uh, and tell the Lord uh, on the last night uh, of 2020, uh, Lord, uh, I want to thank you uh, for all uh, you brought me through. Uh, Lord, uh, I want to thank you uh, for all the stuff uh, you kept me from. Uh, Lord, uh, I want to thank you because uh, I know um, I shouldn't be uh, where I am right now. Uh, is there anybody... Uh, 
up there uh, watching me uh, on live stream uh, that is able uh, to give God praise uh, because of all the hell uh, you have caught, uh, all the trouble uh, you've been through, uh, all the mess uh, you've overcome. Uh, but look at yourself uh, on December the 30th, uh, 2020. Uh, you're able to say, uh, if it had not been uh, for the Lord on my side, uh, ain't no telling uh, where I would be right now. So guess what, God? I'm going to make uh, the devil mad uh, on the last night uh, of 2020. Uh, I'm going to give you praise. I'm going to give you glory. I'm going to give you honor. Why? Because you're worthy. I said you're worthy. I said you're worthy. I said you're worthy. I said you're worthy. Worthy. Worthy of the glory. Worthy of the praise. Worthy of the honor. Worthy of my worship. Worthy of my praise. Worthy. 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 Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Is he worthy? In a COVID-19, he's worthy. In a Trump presidency, he's worthy. In a Republican Party, he's worthy. In a non-stimulus package, he's worthy. In an F Congress, he's worthy. And so I'm going to give him what he deserves. I got to tell him, thank you. Lift up your hands, throw back your head, open up your mouth, give God a praise, praise him like you never praised him before, cause guess what, we're going into a brand new year, guess what, Trump is about to be, bye bye, guess what, one day we'll be able to come back to the sanctuary, Guess what? One day you'll be able to go visit your family and your friends. But until then, I double dog dare you. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, joy. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! 
now bow your heads for a word of prayer wherever you are right now what a difference a day makes bow your heads God we thank you for letting us see another year back in 18 1862 on December the 31st our slave forebearers stayed up to watch December the 31st become January the 1st 1863 whereby the Emancipation Proclamation in all the states that had rebelled against the Union, they were set free. Hallelujah! Because of their freedom, we're able to be here even right now. But God, we still need freedom. We need freedom from police brutality we need freedom from white supremacy we need freedom from economic uncertainty we need freedom from COVID-19 we need freedom from the ineptitude of a Trump presidency we need freedom from hatred because of the color of our skin we need freedom we need freedom still. And we realize, oh God, that your word says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So, Lord, we're, we're waiting for you to change our weeping into joy. We come on this night, oh God, to thank you for a brand new year. Some didn't make it, but hallelujah, we were one of the ones who did. And for that, we say thank you. And we bless your name tonight. Oh, God. Many of us have hopes and dreams for 2021. But we realize we still got to deal with some stuff from 2020. God, help us to overcome those vestiges that try to hold us back and keep us down. God, we... We want to come back together in worship, corporate worship, where we are able to be in the sanctuary. We want to be able to go see our loved ones, God. We want to be able to go out and hang out in fellowship with one another and not have to wear a mask, not have to social distance. We want our children to be able to go back to school and be safe. So God, we know that we as humans can do our part and you'll fill in the gaps. We know it shall not be like this always. And yet God, 
even in the midst of all of it, we shall praise, we shall bless, and we shall worship your holy and righteous name. Thank you, God. And now, God, as we seal this with an amen, as we seal this with a hallelujah, as we seal this with a thank you, Jesus, we don't know what the future holds, but we know you hold the future. So, Lord, as we close out this prayer moment, we close it out with our trust in you, our faith in the Son, and the guidance of your Spirit. And we claim it all done with a great amen. If you believe that 2021 going to be a whole lot better than 2020, can you in faith go ahead and just give God praise right now? Can you go ahead and give God praise right now? Listen. Listen. We're about to go. We're about to go. But I don't want to take for granted. I don't want to take for granted that if there's someone who has heard the preaching of this gospel tonight, there may be some man, woman, boy, or girl that's watching us. I want you to know that if this word touched your heart, your mind, your spirit, and you want to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can know him right now. Or you may be saying, listen, Pastor, I already know who Jesus Christ is. I just want to uh, become a part of the church. We are receiving people digitally, virtually. People are calling the office, sending emails uh, that they want to be a part of the St. Paul Church. And guess what? They're not even in Charlotte. <laughs> We're receiving people from all across this country. And so I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. I want to lead you in a short prayer of new life, of a new beginning. And so if you will repeat this prayer after me, and if this prayer touches you, I want you to make a decision right now. I'm going to tell you what to do next. Repeat after me. God, I need you in my life. I want you to save me from my sins. I believe you sent Jesus to die for my sins. I believe you raised him from the dead. And I believe one day he will return. But until then, send your Holy Spirit into my life. I want to live for you. Forgive me of all my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, you meant that prayer with sincerity in your head and your heart salvation is yours. A relationship with God is yours. Is it really that easy? Yes, you're not saved by your works. You're saved by your faith. You're not even saved by your words. You're saved by your faith. And so you place your faith and confidence in Jesus Christ. Salvation is yours. But guess what you need to do? You need to connect with a Bible teaching, Bible practicing, Bible believing church. St. Paul is that church. We would love to have you connect with us. If you want to join us, do, this, do me this favor. If you're watching us online, just type in salvation. One of our people will reach out to you. If you're listening to us on the phone line, call the church office. Leave your name and a number where we can contact you. Somebody by Monday morning at 5 o'clock will be in touch with you to let you know what your next steps may be. They may reach, even reach out to you before then.
If you're already saved, but you want to become part of St. Paul, do me this favor. If you're watching us online, just type in connect on the chat box. Somebody will reach out to you when our digital ministers will reach out to you. Or if you're watching, listening to us on the phone, you can call the church office. Let us know you want to join the church and we will get in touch with you by Monday of next week and let you know what your next steps will be. Amen. I pray you all have been blessed by tonight's watch night service. Thanks to our custodial staff for being here. Thanks to our Young Adult Ensemble for blessing us with their gift of song. Thanks to our musicians. Thanks to Rev. Marco McNeil for blessing us. Thanks to uh, all of you all who have watched us. I pray you all have had a blessed worship experience. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with all exceeding joy. To only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. And the people of God said, Amen. Happy New Year, St. Paul and friends. God loves you and so do I. Be safe. We'll see you all online on Sunday morning. God bless you. On to me and rest. Lay down the weary one, lay down the head upon my breast. I came to Jesus as I was. I was weary, worn, and sad. I found in him a resting place. Now he has made me glad. Mm -hmm. I to Jesus yes, as I was. Yes, I was weary, worn, and sad. I
I found, I found in him a resting place. Now he has made me glad. I found, I found it. Yeah. 